Welcome to another episode of the Writing Expensive Words podcast. On this show, we take a relational approach to turning readers into fans by using expensive words based on our emotions to write compelling stories. This way, instead of finding customers who read, we find friends and fans who will go on any storytelling path with us as we walk down the winding roads that make up our author journeys. Get ready to learn more about writing the story of your heart right now on Writing Expensive Words. Welcome to another episode of the Writing Expensive Words podcast, also live streaming on Instagram and YouTube. And today we are going to tackle the very difficult and uh, sometimes controversial question, how can I avoid writing a gimmick? So uh, how to avoid gimmicky writing. Um, I really want to let you know that if you've given in to gimmicky writing in the past, it is absolutely not your fault because a lot of writing gurus teach that, hey, if you don't write ideas that sound completely insane and hard to write, then readers are never going to want to listen to the story that you have to tell. And that is absolutely not true. Um, the thing is that any story idea can become a gimmick. The, the way that it becomes a gimmick is if you don't have the follow through to get from the beginning of the story where the character arc begins to the end of the story where everything's resolved and the character has made progress to the point you want them to make it to. So don't write something unless you can put real characters with real feelings into it so that the character can undergo real changes. If you're writing any sort of anything else, I unfortunately, you are writing a gimmick. I just realized my AirPods are in. I'm going to take those out because I don't need them right now. So how can you stop writing gimmicky characters? Well, here's the thing. If you have this crazy idea and you have um, characters that seem real, you can easily take that story idea that started out as gimmicky and turn it into something that readers will love. But only if your character experiences real emotions and real obstacles and real change. And also something that I would consider gimmicky that I think a lot of people would agree with me about is when you use stereotypes. Because if you're using stereotypes, that's not only offensive to the reader, right? But it's also gimmicky because it shows that you haven't done the research. You haven't put the work in to follow the character all the way through the story. And if you've been taught that, guess what? You don't have to listen to that advice anymore. It's not your fault. You can change the way you write so that you're engaging with readers and connecting with them instead of making them mad with stereotypical gimmicky characters. Okay, so the next thing we need to talk about is the gimmick definition. All right, so if in the world of storytelling, when you hear the word gimmick, it is very likely that you are going to want to cringe. You're going to want to uh, run away <laughs> from that story. Even if it's your own story and you're writing with the gimmicks, you kind of know that I shouldn't be doing this. This is not how I turn readers into fans and friends, right? That's what you want because you want a loyal 
fan base who's going to love every single book that you come out with once you've acquired them as a customer. And I know we don't like to talk a lot about acquiring customers as writers because we feel like it's my art, it's what I love, and therefore I can't use a marketing language to talk about it. But in the world of business where you have consumable goods, which guess what? Your stories are consumable goods because people can buy them and interact with them. If you have that kind of problem where you're like, I don't want to think about it this way, then you're not going to understand how you're making readers run away because you're not thinking about it in terms of, I spent all this time and effort creating this thing to get into the reader's brain where their storytelling awesomeness lives. Uh, and you're not going to understand why you should retain that customer that you've acquired. So I know everyone's like, Kristen, why do you have to throw the business language in? Because I'm thinking about you and your business because writing is a business because stories can be consumed. Therefore, they are business goods. Um, so if you want to keep your customers, though, if you want to keep your readers and turn them into fans and friends, right? Uh, you shouldn't use gimmicks. You shouldn't use these crazy ideas that there's no way that, that they can be actually executed throughout the book. Because, I mean, I don't know about you, but when I'm reading a book and I have invested the time to read 300 pages, and then the most unsatisfying thing happens where everything falls apart because the author didn't think it through. I'm mad. I want my time back, which I can't get back, right? Time is our only unrenewable resource. And I want my money back because I work hard for my money. I slave doing all these different things every single day to get my money. And when I spend it on a story, I want that story to deliver. That was the reader Kristen talking, right? Because you know, if you're a writer, guess what? You're a reader and you know exactly how it feels to be betrayed. It's like someone stabbed you in the front, right? That's not what you want. Uh, so yes, you've got when you can finally follow through with an idea all the way through the book, not just three quarters of the way, which is so annoying, then you've passed the part where your idea was a gimmick and now it's a fully fleshed out story idea, which is awesome. That's like such a good feeling, isn't it? When you're like, yes, I thought of this really cool thing and then I thought of a way that I could execute it so that I will make the reader happy. I will make the reader love me, right? You can't make every reader love you, but if you're lazy and you're not thinking all the way through and you're listening to the writing, gurus who are like gimmick 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 then you know <laughs> it's kind of your own fault i i'm sorry but you have to take responsibility for that because now you know better right because i told you okay so one of the things that you want to do when you finally realize that your story gimmick has turned into a fully fleshed out story idea is you need to celebrate. Rachel Peterson always says, what we celebrate, we can replicate. And I love it because it rhymes, so it's easy to remember. But also, it's super true. So if you've started out on the road to your finished story and you're like, I followed what these writing gurus said, Kristen, and I actually wrote a gimmicky story idea. 
okay, that's fine. Don't stop there. You can keep pushing. And when you get to the place where your character can have real emotions in a realistic setting and real things can happen to them, you've moved past the gimmick. It's time to celebrate. And one of the ways that I do this is I actually go take myself out to lunch And then I just daydream for at least 30 minutes. I think about the characters. I think about the setting. I think about how excited I am that this thing that started out as a gimmick is becoming a real story. And it's going to be something that wins the readers over. So remember, what you celebrate, you can replicate. Anytime you take something and you get to where it is a fully fleshed idea, Go celebrate, go daydream. I also advise you to buy a notebook. I'm giving you permission to buy a notebook and a pen because I know as writers, we always have this moment where we're like, do I really need this notebook? And if you're writing a new project, the answer is yes. And so I'm giving you permission to do that. Do I have a ton of empty notebooks laying around my house? Actually, no, because I fill them all up. Okay, what is a literary gimmick? This is really important to understand. And I know as soon as like I say this as a reader, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I definitely have read something that was like that. And then I felt sad (laughs) inside and a little bit dead inside. Um, So there, like I said, there are writing gurus out there who will tell you that the story idea is the most important thing and you don't need to worry about follow through because you want to get the reader into your book. But we talked about this already. If you do that and you don't follow through, what have you done? You've wasted the reader's time, which they can never get back. You've wasted the reader's money, which maybe they'll want back and they'll return your book on Amazon. Hey, it happens. Um, But you've taught this reader that they cannot trust you or any of your work. And that's not what you want to do. It doesn't matter how many sales you get on your first book. If that first book is a huge betrayal to the reader, because they're never going to touch any of your stuff again, you have one chance to make a good impression on a reader. Don't waste it by following some bad advice. Okay, so Examples of literary gimmicks. Like I said, you're definitely going to recognize these. Uh, Some people are like, I'm going to write without using the letter E. What? Why? Or I'm going to give all my characters numbers instead of names. I know. Just please don't, please don't do that. And if you've read a story where there's numbers instead of names, you know how hard it is to follow and hard it is to actually attach yourself emotionally to those characters because they don't feel real. And if you are feeling like I need to do this to be interesting, guess what? You don't. And a lot of writers are using these types of things to cover over the fact that they're not putting a lot of effort into actually developing and writing their stories. And you don't need to do that because now you know the truth about it, right? It doesn't create long lasting effects. Uh, I, I know who would do that. It's just bad advice that's been perpetuated for so long. And also you'll hear people like, I have a really good story idea. Can I sell the idea? No, you cannot copyright story ideas. You cannot sell them. Stop putting so much effort into coming up with a really creative and original story, which it doesn't exist, by the way, and start putting that effort into developing your characters, your plot, all the things that are going to prove to the reader that they can trust you with both their time and money. So don't do things to distract the reader. Yes, the character in Divergent 4. 
Oh, man. Divergent series. Don't even get me started on that. That The third book was such a letdown. And you can tell, right, that Veronica Roth, who was really young at the time, I'm not going to fault her. I feel like her publishing team and her editors around her could have supported her better. Um, but she just didn't know where the story was going. So the final book, you're just like, what the heck? What was even the point of this? And so that's why I don't buy her books anymore. I don't give her any more chances. I spent a lot of money. I spent a lot of time on her. And I just can't. I can't. I don't have time. There are too many books I want to read. And my life is short, right? All of our lives are short. We only have a certain amount of reading time and writing time. So that's why we're investing in stories that can change the world. And how do we do that? By making them matter, by making the characters feel real things, by avoiding writing gimmicks, which is why I'm laying this all out for you. Because if you can learn this, it's going to completely transform your writing. Okay, so... No distracting the reader. <laughs> Show the reader what you want them to see. Don't use gimmicks. All right. What is the worst writing gimmick? And go ahead and send in your comments. What's the worst writing gimmick that you've ever seen? For me, I personally hate with a passion when someone has told a story and uh, the whole thing is a dream or the whole thing is a hallucination. No, don't. You're wasting my time. Like, Stop it. Just tell me the real story. Don't waste my time. Don't insult me by thinking that I'm not smart enough to figure out what's going on, by the way, because I always figure it out. And then I'm even more mad because I'm like, you made me figure out something that was dumb. You made my brain fire and all my synapses response for something that wasn't worth my time. So I want to know, though, write down in the comments, what is the worst literary gimmick a writing gimmick that you have seen and how did it make you feel? And for me, you might be uh, passionately enraged by it. But that is the thing you need to make sure when you're writing that you're not doing something like basing everything off of a dream and then having it not have actually happened for the reader to learn. I mean, for the character to learn a lesson. There are way better ways to have a character learn a lesson than by having this really long, drawn out dream where nothing is real. OK, like that's a betrayal of the reader. And the last question that I want to address, because I looked on answerthepublic.com and this was one that came up, is how do you distract a reader from iffy writing? No, we're not. We're not going to do that. And do you know why we don't need to do that? Because you're awesome. Because you've got this. You know how to write. And if you don't, I'm going to help you. That's why you're watching this, right? That's why you're listening to this, because you care so much that you went out of your way to find me, a person who loves stories and believes that stories can change the actual world. And that is why we're on this journey together, because you care. And that means you don't need to distract the world from iffy writing because you're going to get it right. And you are going to live out your dreams and how do I know this? Because you care. Do you know how many people don't care? They would never listen to this podcast. They would never watch this video. They would have shut it off. And you know what? People did come in and they left right away because they don't care about how to avoid gimmicky writing. But you care, which tells me that you are on the right path. Okay, of course, as always, I'm going to give you some free stuff because I'm all about your progress. So if you head to literary symmetry, 
uh, com forward slash free. You're going to get my free character setting and plot worksheets. Those are the actual worksheets I use whenever I'm planning a fiction book. And really soon, I, I just had a meeting with my co-writer, Maria, we are coming out with Write the Perfect Read, the self-help edition, which means that if you write nonfiction, you're in luck because I am coming out with a whole plethora of free worksheets. Uh, is writing that you think someone else is gimmick? I'm sorry, I don't understand. Is writing you think someone else is gimmicky writing? So... Yes, I think you're going to know if you if you come in contact with gimmicky writing, you're going to think it. You'll know it. Thank you for the question. Um, so, yes, that book is I'm really excited for write the perfect read, the self-help edition. I know it's going to help a lot of people because it's exponential, right? When I help you write a book that helps other people, that means we're both helping all these people that we don't even see, that we don't even know. And we're forming relationships with them. Um, so. I'm really excited for your next project because I know that it is not going to be gimmicky. You are not going to have to cover iffy writing, and you have definitely got this. It is time to tell the story of your heart. Happy writing. This has been another episode of the Writing Expensive Words podcast with me, your host, Kristen Spencer. I'd love to hear your amazing writing thoughts and questions from your awesome writing brain. You can find me on Instagram at kristen.n.spencer or at literary symmetry. Or you can email me at kns at literarysymmetry.com. This podcast is funded by awesome listeners like you. If you'd like to support this podcast and keep it rolling, you can head over to www.patreon.com forward slash expensive words. You can keep all of my hosting and software needs going for the show by donating less than what it costs for one fancy cup of tea a month. And to be eligible to join writing coaching calls with me, check out the $12 a month sponsorship. You will get to ask me questions live about the story of your heart once a month and meet other cool writers. Thanks again for listening and happy writing.